Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Attack of the Podcast. We're forcing Ben to start the episode. We were just going to stare at each other in silence. We were playing someone... microphone chicken. Now Ben. I stepped up to the challenge. Producer uh, Ben, a.k.a. Producer Ben, a.k.a. The Haas, a.k.a. The Poet Laureate, a.k.a. Mr. Positive. We're adding a new nickname. <laughs> Every week. I'm David Sim. I'm Griffin Newman. I okay. think I forgot Ben Deucer. Um, you did. Uh, we're, here, we're here talking about... Attack of the Clones, which is- This the, is Attack of the Podcast. Attack of the Podcast. Talking about Attack of the Clones. The second Phantom Menace movie. Yeah, the sequel to Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we got- we got, God, this movie. Oh, boy. All right, so we talked about uh, clones last week. We the talked clones. about clones. We talked about everything that happened on Camino. We talked about my main man, Dexter Jetster. <laughs> yeah. I almost think, <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, we maybe should have made that its own episode. We were so into talking about the diner. Um- I listened to the episode today. In yeah. fact, I was listening to it, and we do spend, yeah, it's a, like, there's almost, I feel like, a, a palpable disappointment that we, when we have to move on, you know what I mean? We wanted more. Well, because we had this idea, we realized, like, kind of each major, like, theme or element of the movie takes place on a different planet. There's a lot of traveling in this movie. Mm-hmm. So when we were planning out the season, we were like, oh, what if each episode was centered around a planet? And then Ben clearly, like, Stuck with that and titled this last episode like the Planet Camino, right? But it takes forty minutes for us yeah, to yeah, get yeah, to yeah, the yeah, Planet yeah. Camino, and it's weird because the Planet Camino is like this whale clone planet with like yeah. crazy waves, and we're like, oh, but this fifties diner Obi Wan <laughs> was in for five minutes though. Let's let's get back to that. We did talk about Camino that was ostensibly the theme of yeah. the episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dexter Jetster, we were like stuck on the ground for so long. Oh, Dexter Jetster, he He's should a get a spinoff or a TV show or I was a gonna talk say. show. Well, I mean, he'd give a he'd do a great talk show, but I I know I was gonna say why not do a fucking Dexter Jetster sitcom in the traditional like Alice? Uh, yeah. Look, again, there's so many opportunities for spinoffs in the Star Wars universe that we've seen. Yeah, and it seems like uh, they took none of them. Disney paid fucking billions. Well, maybe that's you it. Maybe they're gonna the bring value back. in Dexter Jetster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what the name of the robot waitress is? I can't believe we didn't look this up last. Uh, no, week. we didn't. Uh, F L O. Flow. Oh, that's so cute. But there's like a dash somewhere in there. It's like F dash low or something. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, God, what, let's just talk about Dexter Jetster again for a whole episode. Um, um, no, no more mention of Jex- Dexter Jetster ever again. Okay. That's not true. We're gonna definitely going to talk about it. We're definitely going to talk about it again. You kind of have a Dexter Jetster mustache right now. I, I do. Because your mustache is quite thick. Uh, yeah, and and um, and sort of distractingly prominent as a result because it's thicker than the rest of your uh, face hair. Well, and Dexter Jetster has that too, where he's yeah. got stubble no, on the rest, you're, you're but like, the mustache what is grown is that up. Yeah. Th- he's got a caterpillar on his fucking yeah. lips. Yeah. Oh man, Dexter Jetster. Uh, I, I think part of the reason why we're, we're doing. Have it. you watched the DVD special features where like there's this sequence where George Lucas is like looking at all the possible Dexter Jetsters? No, they've oh. You should, yeah. Well, well, we should watch the special feed. You know, there's like a making of documentary and stuff. It's been a long time since I watched it. Um, but uh, there's like, you know, he's like looking at various heads that they've created for him. He likes, he likes the Dexter with the big, the big sort of uh, frog, bullfrog uh, neck thing. Maybe we should do a whole episode on the special features. Sure, I that's mean, kind of a fun idea. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of footage, I think. Yeah. Uh, but what I mostly remember is just there's a lot of footage of poor Obi Wan. I mean, poor Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman, yeah. just green. Just, oh yeah, just running around and it's just green all around them. There's like a foam mat for them to fall on, and that's it. Well, this this creates a segue to to what our subject is today because I did watch one special feature. I watched a little documentary, a little featurette, I believe they would call it, about the casting of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. That was the one special feature I watched. Right. Because I was, and I think you see footage of his audition. Is it against Natalie Portman? I think they yes. were, they screen tested them for chemistry together. Right? Yes, in yeah. a real room. Yeah, with real props. Some a set. No, the screen test was like in a real environment. Right. Okay. Um. It it didn't look super like Phantom Menace. It looked kind of just like uh just you know, a yeah well, a policy yeah. room. Right. Um. And he's much better in the screen test. Interesting. So you think the dialogue or the direction or just the general green screenery that just sort of shut him down? I think that's... You're a noted Hayden Christensen defender. Um, you called his performance in Life as a House as a career moment for all actors to aspire to. I do think it's the watershed. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like sort of everything in acting is pre or post uh, Life as a House for you. Yeah, I mean, he's my Brando, but... <laughs> 
Ian's no, very I, Brando with that. No, one. I just, you know, I'm so conflicted because I remember loving that performance so much. I was admittedly like 12 or 13. Like, right, right, right. But I did, I hated that movie. So I was like smart it's enough. It's not a good movie. Right. And discerning yes, yeah. enough to you know knew that the movie it was kind of schlocky Oscar bait. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah, it, but I was right. like, I think that's a really good performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was getting all the nominations, so it felt like validated by the outside world. Mm-hmm. His casting felt fine. Like it wasn't like, oh God, Lucas misfires again. Like why is he casting this like you know teen model like, yeah oh he got himself a young professional actor buzz he's got he's going places well and that performance deals with um it, it feels like he is ostensibly a good kid who is being so overwhelmed by his angst right now that that's getting lost yeah like the right. movie the arc of the character yeah, but, it's a shitty movie and it's poorly no written. i know but then we're i feel like we're also seeing where the problem comes in like yeah. angst is not really what we want in this movie. Yeah. We don't really want angst. I agree. And that angst in Life as a House is grounded in like very real things. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think, um, you know, uh, you not, know, not that not that all of them did a good job. I'm not, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this point. Not that all of them did a good job, but the first Star Wars movie, the first Phantom Menace movie, we uh, have um, a lot of British actors. Yes. A lot of classically Established trained stage, British stage, stage actors. actors. Yeah. And I would argue that perhaps actors of that background and training are more equipped to deal with a movie like this yeah. than someone like Hayden Christensen. And also and elevate Portman. the people around them. Yes. You know? But Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, they're like sort of They're like, young. They're young. They sort of just had like an innate ability yeah. and good instincts as a kid. Right. But like they're more maybe instinctual. No, I think I know what you're saying. Right? As an they actor. just they they didn't have enough to work with, and they were too inexperienced maybe to really uh, create anything from nothing, which is what they kind of need to do. Right, and to do the fucking homework, not just go like, oh, how would I feel in this scene? Right, but to like really have like a, a well trained imagination to be like, okay, I'm on a fucking planet. There's a, I can't yeah, wait I'm for the performance here. Episode. It's gonna be so good. Oh, we're gonna you know, rip them all. Apart. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know. What like you're I saying. think Hayden Christensen, like Life is a has a shitty script, but you yeah. could read it and go, I know exactly what this also, arc is. I saw him on stage in This Is Our Youth with Jake Gyllenhaal and Anna Paquin on the really? West, on the West End stage, uh, playing the drug dealer. Have yeah. you seen This Is Our Youth? You know, it's, not the nice kid. The it's kind perhaps of the mean my favorite kid. play of all it's time. A great play. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Lonergan's uh, This Is Our Youth, and yeah. uh, he was great. You know, yeah, and he was doing the same Brando-y kind of thing with the high pitched voice and I. I don't know. You know, like, it's like you're, it's a little too mannered, maybe, but you know, it worked. He was, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal was the star of that. Like, that was before Jake Gyllenhaal was anybody. And we were all like, whoa, this gets crazy. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, I I do think that part of it is um, that sort of all those affectations kind of worked when he was a certain age and he was playing real kids in real situations because it was like, this is a guy who has so little sense of who he is. Yeah. That he's putting on this many airs. Right. In something like Attack the Clones, it just feels like a shitty performance. It's a shitty performance. I think there are a lot of reasons why it's a shitty performance, but I think all those mannerisms... We should get to the topic of the week. Yeah, okay. Right. So the topic is, we're trying to figure out what the fuck this character is. I guess so. I guess it's an Anakin episode, but specifically, not the romance, but the... the character the anger yes. the the anger the anger, angst. The anger. teen yeah. angst Anakin's with Anakin anger. Skywalker also known as trouble on Tatooine uh, a lot of trouble on Tatooine Ooh. um what the fuck okay so let's just put this in context for a little bit okay um the first star wars movie the, the phantom menace phantom menace we're introduced to young anakin yeah he's uh, a cherub he's a cherub he's got big chubby cheeks and he's got a rosy smile, and, and he loves saying yippee. Yeah, and he like always is looking on the bright side of life, which is helpful for him because he's you know in a pretty dire life situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're 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 a slave to a spare part salesman. Build a robot. You know. Yeah. You know, uh, not much to do on tattooing except for uh, race pod racing. Uh, do pod racing. Do some pod do racing. Do some pod racing. Wait. Hey, yeah. you know. Is it a deadly sport? Ah, who cares? You'll be cares. fine. Um, but, and we talked about this a lot on the Phantom Podcast, the Jedis keep on going like, ah, this kid, this kid's too angry. Yeah, they, they keep suggesting that there's something boiling away underneath that's that's going to be a problem. He shouldn't be a Jedi. He's too old. Too old. Which, I mean, look, it sounds like the way Hollywood treats women, if you ask me. <sighs> You're telling. So are you think? do you think that George Lucas is actually just telling a parable of 
Hollywood's casting yeah. problems, and, yeah. and that's who uh, the Jedi Council are. They want young ingenues who don't have too many opinions or too many emotions so it's who like they can a, shape in and throw away by the time they're 26. It's the situation Rose McGowan has faced. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it, it was in an Adam Sandler movie. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, they want her to... They want her to wear a big uh, bustier. Yeah, all black. Show out the show up the girls or something. Yeah, someone did do a great uh, photo shoot uh, slideshow of um, like Adam Sandler on the red carpet as premieres with like the leading ladies in his movies. And in 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 the red carpets, isn't he always like wearing basically like a New York Jets jersey or whatever? Like he he is like oh, the most dressed down he's guy wearing, in like the a universe. Kmart t shirt, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Shorts <laughs> like but, sneakers like, that are literally like, covered in shit. Baggy cargo shorts yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the women who have played his wives or girlfriends in the last eight movies. Salma Hayek. Who, who's played his uh, Jessica Beale, Kate Beckinsale, oh Katie Holmes. It's crazy. Um, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Who's and, the and love interest all... in Don't Mess With His Own Hand? Uh, Emmanuel Shikri. There you go. Yeah. What's she, like half his age? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Brooklyn Decker. Right. Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston and Nicole Kidman. and Who's in Just Go With It? And Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, uh, let's do a Sandler episode sometime. What's yeah. the the best Sandler movie is Zohan. You think period? Yeah. Over Billy Madison? Yeah. I I would put those two neck and neck. I think but or but even forgetting the original like uh, Billy Madison Happy Gilmore wedding yeah. singer where he's like, you know, establishing his brand. Yeah, those three are really good. Zohan's I think, the, I think the Zohan is the most audacious film he's made for forgetting funny people. Uh, okay. You know. uh, guys, you overlooked Click. Click is weird. Ben loves Click. You love Click? <laughs> love it. Do you like it when he gets all old because he fast forwarded through life? I didn't see that coming. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> you, you, Twist. You, you didn't know that Ben loves Click? No. You haven't been listening to Click and Click? Ah, Click and Click. Ben's, they're on episode, Ben's secret podcast. Yeah, He's on episode 30. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's just so much you could say about Yeah, Click. like the scene where Terry Crews uh, lip syncs to a song and then Adam Sandler mutes him. He mutes him. Yep. Because he's got a remote control that controls control. life. Yep. It's weird. He misses the dragon tails ears. Anyway, let's uh, get back onto. I don't okay. even know how we got onto this. Uh, we're talking about. Um, what do you rewind? So he goes back in time. No, I know. He does have a remote control. And he also he got the remote control at the Beyond section of Bed Bath and Beyond. Let's not forget that. <laughs> and it was given to my Academy by, Award winner, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. And the movie was nominated for an Academy Award, but it did not win. For best, best picture, best mate. <laughs> it was one of the one of the weird instances of a film only getting one nomination. And no, 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 it got fourteen picture. nominations. Yeah, uh, no, it, it equaled that... All About Eve's, and it nominated four women, just like All About Eve. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, all right, so we're talking about how Anakin in the first movie is basically a very cute kid with a fairly guileless kid, and yet the film is trying to establish that he is actually like racked with inner dark emotion. Now, Jake Lloyd, who. Um, uh, we is there an update on Jakey? <laughs> he's, <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> no, he's not. He's dead. All right, PJ. Um, you know, maybe it was the fault of his uh, lack of ability as an actor. Sure. That we were supposed to sense that sort of like rustling, building anger within him. Yeah, I'm. I'm. No, I see what you're saying. Maybe he was. It looks like floppy titties. Maybe he was supposed to do uh, a little more with it, and instead he just said yippee. And now this is prod racing. And what does this button button do? And well, yeah, I watched these two featurettes. I watched the one about casting Hayden Christensen. I watched the one about um, casting Anakin, and it got down to three kids for the for the Phantom Menace. For the Phantom Menace. And it was like a 15-minute featurette that had like the three kids sitting around a table eating breakfast with Georgie Porgy and mm. Allie Portman. Mm. Like he wanted to see how they interacted with her and then yeah. they did screen tests with her. But it was like they brought the three kids down to like his ranch and were like doing jumping through all these hoops with them. One of them was Michael Anirano, which I never knew. Nice. He's a great actor. He's he, a really he's good actor. He's developed into a terrific actor. I love and he him. was a good kid actor too. But he was he's a great like, kid actor. He's yeah. just kept it up. So Michael Anirano, to hit some bullet points, was uh, the younger version of Patrick Fugit's character in Almost Famous. That's right. So he's better than Patrick Fugit in Almost Famous. I think both of them are great. Uh, I think Patrick Fugit is a a big old trash fire in that movie. I disagree. But he has the great scene where he finds out that he was held back three years. He kills it. Him and Zoe Deschanel in that film, like their interactions, so brief but so wonderful. And for perspective, that is shot that's like two thousand, right? Two thousand. So I mean, that's only a little older right. than he would have been in the Phantom Menace right. process. Right. Um, the uh, he was the lead in Sky High, which is one of my great movie, uh, favorite. underrated, yeah, superhero academy movie. It's a great fucking film. That's the one with Kurt Russell. 
Yeah. yeah. It's not the one with Courtney Cox and Tim Allen, which was called Zoom. And che- Chevy Chase. That was called right. Zoom right. Academy right. for Superheroes. And that one's bad. Yeah. Sky High rules. Sky High is great. Campbell. Sky High is great. It's got yeah. two members of Kids in the Hall. I remember. Uh, rules. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, he's been in lots of things. He's, he's on the like, Nick right now. Yeah, he was in what, is it Gentleman Broncos? or one, yeah. one of, you know, Which is not a great movie, but you know, yeah. it was, he, he gave a decent performance. He, yeah, I think he's, he's always good. very He was good. on Will and Grace, remember? Yes, he played Jack's son. Yeah. Um, anyway. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, and clearly the guy panned out. He, yeah, right. He, yeah. he should have gone with him. Do you know who the third kid was? The third kid I didn't recognize, but he was very dark. Uh-huh. In a way that was kind of interesting. You mean like he was giving like a darker performance? He had really sad eyes, and there was a sort of like mm. like simmering anger, yeah. which would make sense. Yeah. Now I would say, um, watching the three tests, Jake Lloyd, his test was actually kind of okay. Right. He's probably the most professional because he's been in Jingle all the way. He's been in Unhook the Stars. Like he knows right. what he's doing. Right. I think I I'm could talking see a lot about Jake Lloyd again. I know. I could see why they picked him from that. Test. I yeah. don't think it was the best one, but sure. I could see why it worked. But Michael Anirano was the most natural and okay. the best, but he was a little more upbeat. But getting along over to Anakin. The other kid was very angry. All right. And no, I'm building no, no, to a no, point. No, you're building, you're building. The other kid was very angry and dark. <laughs> and watching that test, you're like, oh, okay. Right. That would have foreshadowed. That could have laid some better groundwork for what's happening in Attack of the Clones. And they were thinking about playing it like that. Mm. That kid just naturally had a sort of dark energy. Should have done it. Yeah. They should have done it. Instead, we just have characters telling us that this kid's angry. He's got an anger problem. No in the first sign movie, of it. In no, Phantom Menace. No sign of it whatsoever. No. And then Attack of the Clones starts out, and immediately we're introduced to, oh, man, can Skywalk? Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm so angry at the, the world. But the, I think, yeah, it's not just that he's angry. It's that his angst is represented in this way that is hard to engage with. He's a little shit? Is that what you're saying? He's a little shit. He's got this, like, crappy Bronx accent thing yeah. that he's doing. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Um, oh, I, hate, I hate being a Jedi. I love Padme. We're oh. talking about a character who we know was a slave who was taken from his poor mother. Yeah. And then his, like, mentor was killed. And he was thrust into this like terror. Like we should be on his side. Is yeah. what I'm saying. And immediately we're like, oh god, like Obi Wan, will you get to, like give this kid a spanking or something? Like what's the matter with this guy? We do not like him. But part of it is it's I, a failure. It's the fundamental oh, yeah. failure of the film. You don't like. You don't sympathize with Anakin Skywalker because he's because uh, he sucks. He's sullen the whole movie. Yeah, he's he just doesn't like have right. Bra- yeah, you don't see what the appeal is. Yeah, there's to an, Padme or to anyone really. Yeah. And when we say, like, you know, this episode's devoted to the arc of Anakin Skywalker, it's yeah. really an arc in relation to the first movie. He doesn't change that much within this one film. No, it's just that he's different compared to Phantom Menace. Right, he's right. kind of unhappy with everything that happens. Yeah. How old is he supposed to be, like, 18? Now, this 17, is the big 18? question. Yeah. Like, watching the movie, when it first came out, I was younger than him. Sure. Right? Yeah, and yeah, I looked yeah, at too. him, and right. I was like, this is like a fucking adult. This is, a te- this is what I have to look forward to. And yeah, now yeah, I watch yeah. the movie, and I, I, he's like a little boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. In a way that makes me uh, not relate to him, but like empathize with him a little bit where I'm like, well, everyone's awful when they're a teenager. I guess I guess I get that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like it's not a likable character and it's a poor choice for how to frame your protagonist. Here's go ahead. But but I do watch it and I'm just like, Oh, this is bad phase. Like it's like those three uncomfortable years in boyhood where you're like, This kid's really tough to watch. But here's the thing. Why is he talking about it? Like, no one talks about their problems like that when they're a 17-year-old filled with angst. Like, oh, the no hallmark just... of 17-year-olds filled with angst is that they're incapable of talking about it. They cannot communicate their feelings. They can't communicate anything. And the first thing he's basically seen to Obi-Wan, who's basically his surrogate father, yeah. and he's like, Jesus, you know, Padme won't even look at me like a man. And it's like, he would never say that to him. Never fucking that say is that. all, you know, buried deep down, those sorts of uh, anxieties and neuroses. Now, here's a question for you. Yeah, this movie. The fact that that's like the opening conversation. Yeah. And that he keeps on bringing it up. Right? Yep. Oh, oh, man, yeah. Padme, I can't wait to see her again. And then after he sees her, oh, man, Padme didn't even look at me. Oh, well, Master, I do believe she looked at you. Yeah, but not the way I wanted her to look at me. Do you think that, like, for the last 10 years, he's Anakin just been just jerking w- it? And won't we'll stop talking about it to Obi Wan. Yeah, and Obi Wan's like, Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. But, like, if you spent one week with her. This is what I don't get. And I think I asked this already. She's five years older than I you. think I asked this already. Why, why couldn't they just, like, see her once in a while? Yeah. They both live on Coruscant. Just visit. Well, it, I, know it, I know that the whole planet is a city. 
yeah. as Ben is gesturing. Yeah. The whole planet, let's remember. Ben gave the is classic the whole planet's whole a city planet's gesture. A city. Whole planet's a city. You know the gesture. I'm sure you can all imagine. So it, maybe yeah. traffic, you know, it's like, oh, I'd love to see her, but you know, she lives on the western hemisphere. We're over here on the eastern hemisphere. You know, who knows? It's a weekend trip. I don't know. And I know the Jedi training, you know, you probably have to go off to the yeah. training planet or whatever to do your training. I don't know how the Jedi's train there. All we know is like Yoda teaches you when you're five, and then by the time you're 18, you're a real pain in the ass with a lightsaber. But you look at, look, the, the Jedi and their responsibilities still make very little sense, no, right? Very little sense. But in the two films we have to go off of yep. in the Star Wars That's always saga, got. the only two films we have, yep. the responsibilities seem deeply tied to the Senate uh, and the Galactic Republic. Right. They are... I mean, even though they keep complaining that they're not, they're basically like Senate policemen. Right. They're like doing negotiations, quote unquote, on yep. behalf of the Galactic Republic. Yep. They are eating, you know, protecting. I think it's a, it's a simpatico thing. It's like the Jedi would prefer the Senate exist because that is a democratic method of right. unifying the galaxy. Right. And the Senate's happy to work with the Jedi because they are a bunch of wizards who have lightsabers. Helpful. If Padme, after... You know, stepping down, finishing her final term as queen was like, you know what? I really just want to like. Just chill out. I want to just move to Camino, get into cloning. It's always been a hobby of mine. <laughs> she would like clone little bugs when she was yeah. a kid. You know, just, just, just casual cloning. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. No, Padme, what is it? Tell me. I've always wanted to be a cloner. <laughs> God. No, you should do that. I could see you'd be a great cloner. You're doing an okay, Anakin. I'm working on it. But you're working on it. I feel like yeah. it's too Gosling right now. It's a little and too it's, Gosling. It's almost not Gosling enough in the movie. But we've talked we've about- We've talked about how Gosling would have been much better for this movie. And Hayden Christensen is sort of the poor man's Gosling. It's like he bet on the wrong horse. Oh, yeah, totally. But he's doing the same sort of Gosling, no, like, yeah, I'm he's... Canadian, and I'm yeah. doing this affectation, like, I'm accent? from New York. Right. Yeah. I'm a tough guy. Yeah, but uh, He's so skinny, voice, too. He doesn't- uh, he doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, yeah. What if Natalie Portman? What do you even say? You were well, making well, a the joke point about. is like, okay, I don't understand if they never saw her again after that because she right. just went off. She got away from it. But it's like she went. She's a senator, right? She's still around. Right. Senate Jedi, right? They're they're uh, anyway. They're bosom buddies. They're, they're like there. There would have been opportunities for them to see her again. Yeah. And it's like ten years. He's flipped out about it. He seems to think they had some connection, which is like. Yo, kid, like she had a nice conversation with you because right. you were a little boy. And you gave her like a little totem, right? He gave her the little, uh, the carved thing. Yeah, it totally looked like an angel. That's sweet. But like, yeah. I don't think she's thinking about you all no. the time. She's probably dealing with some other like love drama. We don't really even know. Yeah. And if she has been thinking about you, then she's a pedophile. Because like she doesn't know you look That's like you're grown up now. Well, she maybe she looked him up on the old Jedi archives. Oh, yeah. The yeah she Jedi. just uh, snuck in there one day and was like, doo, 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 doo. what does uh, Anakin look like these days? And then she found out his profile was deleted, and she was like, I guess he never existed. Yeah, right. And I won't pursue this any further. Yeah. Um, But he's, he's like, all fucking hung up on her, right? Mm-hmm. Presumably, Obi-Wan knows about this, because he hasn't been able to stop talking about it. Yeah. He hasn't been able to get over this. And thing. also, who else does Anakin even talk to? That's I mean, the I think one Obi-Wan person. probably hears everything. Right. Yep. Don't you think, like, Obi-Wan should have, rather than just, like, in the elevator, been like, Anakin, like, rolling his eyes, should have been like, hey, Anakin, I just want to remind you, you are not allowed to engage in any sort of sexual romantic relationship with anybody. Uh, Now, here's a question, because it's actually been a week since I saw the movie. Yeah. Is that explicitly stated? Or is it just Anakin saying kind of offhandedly, like, oh, Jedis aren't allowed to get married? Yeah, it's the the latter. There's no point at which, like, the reasons for this are, like, really clearly defined and the rules are clearly defined. It's it's a monk-like concentration. It's kind of like the Night's Watch or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, you got to concentrate on your responsibilities, on your training. They they don't want you tied down. No, of course, because then your emotions could... it makes a sort of sense. Like, yeah. if you had an emotional attachment to someone, then your emotions could be played on, and your emotional control seems to be so crucial to being a Jedi, right? Well, look, I mean, if the, you know, the Galactic Republic, the Senate, is like our Senate. Yeah. The real world analog for the Jedi Councils, we've seen them as kind of like the clergy. I mean, they are like the Vatican, right. you know? Right, right, uh, I mean, Yoda is kind of like the Pope. Uh, <laughs> Great. Yoda Pope. Yoda Pope. Um, but Mace Windu's the vice pope. Yeah, he's Pope too. Yeah. Uh, junior Pope. No, no, no. I, I had a whole point that I was... Wait a second. It's... Uh, yeah, the emotional thing. 
I get it. I yeah. get that they're not allowed to have these connections. And I get that what we're being told, and we see the younglings, we see the little kids, mm-hmm. is like if you get these kids really early, you can smooth all that out. Maybe. Yeah. And with Anakin, they didn't get to do that. And so he's a teenager, which feels very bad if you want to be a Jedi who's in control right. of your emotions. Because this kid is just a teenager. Right. He is not in control of his emotions. So if we know anything. But he's also blessed with these incredible force powers. Tangiers are going to be rough for anyone. Yeah. Right? Right. There are a lot of things going on. Right. You know, a lot, a lot of Let's different elements <laughs> stewing in the pot. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you add on the hormones. Add some hormones. Right? This is a kid who... As we've discussed, grew up thinking he would someday be able to find love. Sure. Because of he was not adopted by the Jedi's until he was like. I guess so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So presumably he thought, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I can someday find. Are you an angel? Yeah. yeah maybe that line will work sometime. Right. So now he's going out of control. Like he's, he's had fantasies about this right. lady. He sees her again. She looks exactly the same. She, she hasn't great. aged she at all. She just looks dolezald. She looks mad dolezald. And yeah. he secretly, he's really into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's the For some reason, that's Anakin's thing. He's got fake jungle fever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Not his jungle fever. No, no, I fake. get you. He, he wants jungle the, fever for people the jungle are... to be fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's into uh, artificial jungles. Anyway, uh, add into that, you know, let's not forget, tragic backstory. Yeah. Uh, hasn't seen his mother in 10 years. Right. Why hasn't he seen his mother? What's the rules with this stuff? Again, not established. If you're getting these kids when they're little, can they see their family? Yeah. Is that, do we know? But Is once that again, yes or no? Many of them are recognized and adopted as infants. They sense, like, ooh, a lot of yep. force over ooh, here. Force right Pick here. Up. The kids never even know their fucking moms or dads, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and Anakin's so positive in Phantom Menace. This doesn't feel like a deliberate choice, but a lot of people who have tumultuous childhoods yep. are sort of. Um, High functioning, yeah. able to sort of suppress it They're and make it through, just as a means of uh, dealing with it. And then teenagers, the wall sort of starts crumbling right, down. Right. It's like then they start actually acknowledging what happened and yep. becoming super overwhelmed by it, unable to function. So there's maybe a little bit of that, but I also think thesis: he's just 17. He's a shitty kid. Right? He's a shitty kid. Everyone's shitty when they're 17. And also, he's he, wearing dark robes. He's trying to stand out. You know, there's a lot of privilege. He's been told like, yeah. "Wow, you're so special. You're so powerful," and yeah. he knows it now. I mean, he can do all kinds of stuff. And if we've learned anything from this fucking generation of parents, it's that as a recipe Ugh. for shitty kids. Me, me, me. Like me. You get <laughs> yeah, a exactly. shitty Griffin-esque kid. Shitty Griffin kid. I mean, there's that moment when he, what does he do? He kind of like levitates a pear and chops it up. And he's yeah. like, Obi-Wan would kill me for doing this. And it's yeah. like very clear, like he is not allowed to show off. Yeah. Like Obi-Wan is trying to be like, yeah, you might think you're special, but you're like everyone else. Like you're just an ordinary Padawan and yeah. don't you go levitating bears around people. And Ben, I think you were the one who pointed out, I was talking about how uh, conceptually humorous I thought the opening exchange between Obi-Wan and Anakin was, and that he's like, give him a hard time, and you were like, I think he's a bad dad. I yeah. don't think that's yeah, funny. Yeah, he's, he's a crappy dad. Yeah. He's like not doing what he should do. He's way too loose on him. It's almost like they're more of a duo than a master-student kind of thing. Right. Yeah, right. It's, and it's because Obi-Wan's too young as It's well. a young dad. You, yeah. get, you get that. I had you know some friends who like had young parents who like weren't ready, and it's like, oh, that's like a friend they drink with, and they have no boundaries in life. So these are all the things. We are justifying Anakin's behavior, but I think we need to again establish the film does a terrible job justifying all of this. And yes. just it's like we're, we're now talking around it being like, well, this is why maybe. And this is why the film doesn't really tell you I'm saying if things. you look at all the elements on a piece of paper, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. why this kid is unhappy. Right. But in the movie, it's just, eh, Padme doesn't like me. Eh, you're such a bossy Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then he's on the romance train. Like, it's very quickly... He separates. Once again, he's a little shit. Also, why do they let him... Se- he's a pad... Like, he shouldn't be in charge of something. I know. Yet. I know. I'm in secu- charge of security. He says that, remember? Well, and look, we're doing... Next week's going to be the romance, the romance episode. Oh, my God. Um, with but that's going to be about, I feel like, the utter failure at crafting a dramatic... Ro- like, you know, like... Our guests might disagree. Oh, my God. Which is what I'm looking crazy. forward to. Oh, Rachel, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, Rachel Dolezal's going to join Um... But but they're bad for going, okay, we need someone to take care of Padme. We need someone to investigate where this dart is coming from. Yep. Let's send Obi-Wan, the one who's really experienced, level-headed, yep. emotionally 
mature yeah, to, to investigate the dart. Yeah, which consists of having one conversation at a diner and then walking into a place where everything is explained to you. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And let's have Anakin, who's a little poop. Yeah. And has and, and, <laughs> and is a, a boiling cauldron of emotions and has publicly expressed his sexual interest in this woman. Which he's not allowed to act <laughs> upon. Let's let her be alone with her for an indefinite period of time. And as we'll talk about a little more next week, I bet, you know, Padme takes charge of that situation right away. She oh, yeah. just starts bossing him around. She's like, let's go to Naboo. And he's like, I don't yeah. want to go to Naboo. That's a bad idea. And she's like, listen, we're going to Naboo. Yeah. And then they're like, let's go to Tatooine. And he's like, we should go to, ah, that's an even worse idea. What are you talking about? She's like, it's going to happen. Okay, dangerous question. Do you think the way that some women boy, who some have, women. have father issues uh-huh. are then attracted to men who are sort of like distant, Okay. And dismissive of them, and sure. who they have to fight for the I, I get the of. stereotype to which you refer. Do you think that similarly, mm. Anakin, as someone who was raised as a slave, sure. is attracted oh, to someone this who's is like terrible? This is a terrible line of questioning. But you're saying that, but at the Padme's same time, Padme's kind of waddling him. But even that, yeah, but but <laughs> she's giving him the old waddle. I guess, but I mean, his mother is so like nurturing and kind. So I guess it's yeah. He's not after that though. I mean, well, you know, Padme's she, pretty nice. She's got a little bit of both. Yeah. She got a little bit of both. Padme's not a character, so it's tough to talk about this because it's yeah, like not a there's just not enough of Padme's personality to really identify what she is exactly. She does yeah. boss him around, but that's just because the plot needs them to go to the next place. The first time they handed uh, Natalie Portman, Academy Award winner Natalie Portman, Academy the Award script winner. for Attack of the Clones, George was like, "Oh, here we go. Here's the script." She's like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited to read this!" And she picked it up and turned the first page, and it evaporated in her hands. <laughs> It turned to dust and flew away. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's not a character. There's nothing for her to play. It's really, she's a series of plot devices. She's the plot device of like, let's solve the mystery. Yeah. And then of let's hang out with Anakin and fall in love with him because that will cause him to like have troubles. Yeah. And then I guess let's have a gladiator fight at the end with monsters. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he's on detail with Padme. And, like, what happened to the apprehension that all the other Jedi had for Anakin? Like, yeah. between movie one and movie two, it's, all of a sudden they're just like, well, we kind of sense something is off with this kid, right. but he's the future. In the first movie, they had a lot of trepidation with nothing apparent to base that off of. Yeah. Right? In the second he's movie, kid. the kid totally seems like he's heading a bad direction. Yeah. Right. And, and everyone's not. like, I think Obi-Wan's got it. Is there it. no discussion? I feel like there's one conversation between Obi-Wan and Mace Windu and Yoda where they're like, you know... How's Anakin doing? Is there not? Am I making this up? Maybe. I mean, I know there's a conversation. We'll get to There's one later it sounds like a. It sounds like a scene in the movie. Yeah, where they're just chatting and you're zoning out and looking at Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and the other element is that they, there's all this fucking pressure on him to bring balance to the force. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Okay, so he's on security detail with Padme. I forget how they even fucking get... This movie... I've said this they before. Just, no, no. Remember, they, they kind of dress up in secret, remember? Right, right. And they take, like, a transport to oh, Naboo. Oh, right, yes. Remember, they kind of dress up in uh, ordinary people clothes. No, but the, how they get to Tatooine, I'm saying. <laughs> I think they, they just take her starship. Yeah, this is, <laughs> like, I think at that point... He just says, I want to see my mom. I think he says... maybe. No, I don't he's know. having visions oh, of right. his mother in danger. Right, yes. He's having the this nightmares the and the sweats. They spend yeah. this romantic weekend yeah. on let's, Naboo. Let's not talk about the romance. Gardens, which yeah, we won't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. in specifics, but yeah. like that's going on, and then he has these visions of his mother in danger. Yeah, and he, I guess he's like, I can't do anything about this. It's just dreams. I don't know what's she's going like, on. Yeah, no, you and can't she's like, do something. we're gonna go to Tatooine. Yeah. And he's like, that's a bad idea. And she's like, well, I'm going, and you're my bodyguard, so you got to come with he's me. Like, right? Oh, fuck, talk to me like I'm a slave. Do that again. Tell me what I got to do. Fly around. I'm gonna resign from this podcast. Be an anti-Semitic stereotype. Come on. <laughs> and. In Tatooine, he does meet Wada. Oh boy, I'm so excited! Should we talk about this now? Yeah, it's probably okay. the best time to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to point out this is the least sticky, least memorable movie in the world. And we already can't remember like how you major plot cannot remember happen. It. So yeah, they go to Tatooine. They go to Tatooine and they land in Mos Espa, I guess. Right, and it's like, oh, remember this? And oh. he go right, and he goes to find Wado. And it's kind of a good idea in the movie, actually. Yeah. Return to the scene of the first film, which we remember, but like everything's a little different, yeah. and uh, Anakin is no longer like the helpless slave. Like he's he's a powerful Jedi. Powerful Jedi. He's and a, he's a, a Padawan, but a yeah, princess, whatever. He's whatever. got a fucking lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes to see Watto. Watto looks the same except for a hat. He's got an unbelievable hat. He's got a. It's kind of like a World War One metal helmet tee kind of thing, but it's very flat. 
Yeah. With a little indentation for his and tiny a, little bulbous head. Yeah. An iron cross, right? <laughs> As well? Yeah, that's he's right. a self-hating Jew. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I feel like he's, maybe his vest has more pockets in it. I mean, he's like, but he's pretty much rocking the same thing, but with this little sun hat, which I is like, <laughs> about time, you should, I mean, yeah. I, two points. One is, that hat probably provides some necessary shade from, from the unrelenting dual uh, sunlight of the uh, dual, dual suns, suns of, of Tatooine. Tatooine. The binary suns. Second point, if you're going to wear any hat to protect you from the sun, why pick one made of metal? That Bad thing's going to be scalding hot. It's going to get real hot. <laughs> scalding hot. Uh, he put I mean, it on once, and now he can't take it off because it's, it's seared to his flesh. It's melted to his flesh, It's yes. like Dr. Doom's mask. <laughs> he put it on to like cover up one little scar and then melted his entire face, and now That is, fine. by the way, it is the weirdest thing about Dr. Doom's origin story that it's like, yeah, he just he just put that mask on a little too fast. It's oh like, no, I love it. He's a genius. No, I know. I get that it's no, about it's, his it's, impatience and his. And one also his vanity, his extreme vanity. He had yes. one scar which right. he felt so self conscious about. Uh, he went, make me a mask, and they were like, okay, your mask is done. And he went, okay, give it to me. And he had he just put it on, and his whole fell. So face in felt in, the, in the new movie, is it like he goes with them? Is that yeah. the idea to to the to which the... is off of Ultimate Fantastic? Yeah, War. which yeah. I don't like. But he doesn't have the... Ma- I mean, I think he becomes Doom, a sort of cyber techno. Yeah, Doctor Doom's a tough character to do in the modern film world. Tough. Tough character to do. I think I know. I do. do you know I spent most of my high school... Yes. Yeah. I do know. I wrote my college admissions essay on... About the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And about, like, the way you would do it. There's right? nothing I would want to do more in the world. Yeah. Than, like, a 60s Fantastic Four movie. Uh, let me say, the second thing I want to do most in the world is make a Fantastic Four movie the sure. way I think it needs to be made. The number one thing I want to do in the world is fuck TC-14. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just... Julian McMahon played him in the Tim Story movies? Yeah. Is he in the second one? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's awful. A terrible. He's a, not a good actor anyway. Sorry, uh, Julian. Chris Evans is the only good piece of casting in those movies. That's that sounds correct. I what about Kerry Washington? No, I'm kidding. Actually, no. Wait, no. I actually like solid. Michael Chiklis in those movies. Oh God, I don't know. I think he's overdoing it. I think he's overdoing to, it. But to I think quote he's all right. Your parlance. I think it's a real ham sandwich performance. Oh, it's a ham sandwich. And sometimes this, you want a ham sandwich. I think with he's butter. too ham sandwichy. I mean, yeah. maybe he's giving the, the right movie, tone for the movie. Yeah, but the I movie also has think, such a hammy yeah. tone. I don't think there's enough pathos, and I think the core to Ben Grimm is that he's miserable. Remember, yes, that's true. Remember in the first movie how like they just take down Doctor Doom by like putting him in a box and then they like wrap it up with like flame and stretchy guy and I hate rocks. Those movies more than it's I really bad. I hate those it's movies. It's so more than bad. The anything. second one's better because Stanley is rejected from attending the wedding, even though he's Stanley. That's the only good part of the second movie. Remember that? Yeah, the second one's better in the same way that like having HIV is better than having AIDS. Like Anyway, let's move on. Oh my god. <laughs> how many how many things are we gonna say on this podcast that will get us banned from the UCB for life? I, I mean, look, if you think this is offending people, wait till Rachel's on next oh, week. Oh, Rachel, she's gonna have a lot of things to the say. Lajal. Uh-huh. Um So, they're on Tatooine. They see Wada. My favorite character. Yeah. Um, and they say, what happened to Shmi? Well, 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 you're missing. You're jumping way ahead. All right, fine. Way ahead. No, I think this is- Beat by beat. Hit by hit. No, but David, this is my favorite character. We've been building up All to right, this point. All right, Wada. What can't. does he do? I don't remember. Well, I think we got to acknowledge the bat. The fire in his eyes is gone. <laughs> it's true. He looks real sad. Yeah, it's true. His and beard's grown out. He's he, sitting outside like he's not even in his shop, right? He's sort of at a stall. He's like a vendor. He's like yeah, selling. It like, doesn't look good. No, he but looks Most bad. of it looks a little run down. It look, like, even though it's already looked pretty run down. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks like it's on harder times maybe. Yeah, and he just looks like he's like selling some pencils in a cup or something. Yeah. You know? He's got more stubble than even usual. And he takes a second to recognize Anakin. Oh, more than a second. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it was, yeah it he's not even like selling it as hard as he used to. Yeah, it was him. And they're like, uh, "Hi, do you know uh, Shmi Skywalker?" And he's like, "Yeah, Shmi. Uh, I used to be a slave. I don't know." Now I think he says that he sold her to another to yes. the, to the Lars family. Yes, he sold her to the Lars. It's not family. like he freed her, but it's, they have. Yeah, oh, he sold. It's just that she then like one of the Lars family fell for her and they freed her and they they got married. No, I think that happened late. I think the whole idea is that, like... All Wada did was sell her. Yeah. And then, I don't think he sold her because he knew she was in love. No, I think no, he that's just what I'm saying. Money. He yeah. sold her, and then oh, yes, at yeah. the Lars homestead, right. uh, Owen, which one is it? No. The Clegg Lars. Clegg Lars, right. Yeah. Fell, and Owen's their kid? Or? Yeah. yeah that's, and Beru's his girlfriend. Uh, 
Oh yeah, no, no. Owen's like his kid from a previous marriage. There's a lot of like complex yeah. family shit. Joel Edgerton plays the great Joel Edgerton. Owen, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, Wait, but I want to hit on this Watto tiny, point. Another Australian actor. Yeah. Watto does not even recognize Anakin. No, no. I mean, he has grown and changed into a different person. Right, completely different <laughs> yeah. actor. So you know. Serious question: Has that ever worked? Has there ever been a case of an actor being switched from one franchise entry to another? In which you are able it's, to which track that seamless. as being the same emotional arc. Mm. I always end up can't think unconsciously of thinking of it as a different character. Do you yeah, know what I'm no, saying? I do. I do know what you're saying, and I can't think of an example of that off the top of my head where it works. There might be something like Don Cheadle's really good in Iron Man three, and yeah, but I fail to connect that to Terrence Howard's character in Iron Man one. I just go, these are two different characters, right? But like Terrence Howard's character in Iron Man one is such a ridiculous non-factor that it doesn't matter. You could almost pretend that that was another guy, even though it's the same guy. Yeah, when they also could not be more different as actors That's in style and physical appearance. Don Cheadle is not like incredible in those movies, but he's pretty good. He's solid. And I actually liked him a lot in Age of Ultron. Yeah, I feel too. like Don Cheadle just figured out how to be that kind of funny. Yeah. You know, like, you know, after a long and wonderful career in which he's very funny in movies like Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, but it's a different, like, it's a much more, like, actorly kind of fun. And now if The Ocean's like, Trilogy, terrible the accents, Ocean- great comedic performances. Yeah, right. I feel yeah. like he's loosened up in, in later in his career. And I guess there's House of Lies. I don't watch that, but he's on it. Yeah. I, that, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, It'd be great if John Don Cheadle had played Anakin in the third Star Wars movie, if that so ever good. existed. Yeah. Um, but it almost feels like meta commentary. Like they're like, "Oh, you wouldn't recognize this kid because it's a different fucking person." Oh, you think so? I think it's just uh, lazy writing. I think so too. Yeah. But Sawada so is like, so he goes, Annie. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, it's been so long." But he's like, he still even seems sad about it. Like he's, he's a little melancholy. He misses Anakin. He misses him, and I think he's genuinely happy to see that he's like a Jedi now. Yeah. Yeah, he's like impressed. But I just think uh, Watto seems real broken down. It's yep. not how I want to see him. I'm sorry. It's fine. And that's the all. That's all we see of him. He's really just there. Just give us a little bit of info, which is sold Shmi to, this, seen her to the years. Lars homestead, and yeah. that's it, man. Okay, so they like speed a bike over. They go over to the Lars homestead, and again, like I don't, I we, I was trying to remember, and I can't even unpack. She married Klieg. They bought her as a slave, they and then bought he was her. like, "Ooh, what a tasty slave!" Yeah, he was like, "Is that a Swedish accent?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he fell in love with her, and then he just married. And it's presented as a nice thing. I guess it is. It's a little weird. It's a little, it's not, a little weird. not your average meat cute. No, exactly. How did you know my mom? Well, I purchased her from purchase her. a was... two foot Jewish alien <laughs> <laughs> who had fallen on hard times and needed the money. Yeah. And I brought her home and uh, caught a glimpse of her in the shower. No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how you cross that line from being slave they and must slave not. owner to equal lovers. Yeah, well. That's a weird conversation to have. One, The only way you can justify it is that it was immediate. Yeah. They bought her and they were like, wait a second, you're a wonderful person, let's free you right away. Right. If there was any like length of time where she was a slave yeah. and they were her masters, yeah. I don't think that's a very uh, positive uh, relationship. It but, wasn't you know like what? one of these colonial guys who's like sleeping with his slave and then fathering a bunch of fathers. that uh, Fathering children, a bunch of fathers? Fathering a bunch of children who he never acknowledges the existence yeah, of. Yeah, like Strom Thurmond. Right. Uh, this is like, oh, never mind. You're not, you're not a slave anymore. Yeah, it's just, oh, wow, you're great. Forget yeah. The whole slave thing. Even though, wow, what an investment. Ooh, what an investment. But could you take care of the dishes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, by the way, this Ooh. is a moisture farm. That's What a trump card to have anytime we got in a fight with her. Be like, remember. <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, I did choose to not mm. keep your services as a slave. Anyway, it's not even like, clear how long they've been together. It's been at least 10 years, but probably less. Clug uh, Lars, though, seems like a really nice man. Very nice. He doesn't have uh, legs. He's in a floaty chair. <laughs> <laughs> so he had some kind of industrial accident or yeah. something. And he's got this kid. I think they mention it. And I Owen. don't remember why. I think yeah. that Owen's like his kid from a previous marriage oh, or no. something. Oh, it's not his kid with Shmi. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, no, I know it's not his kid with Shmi. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember like what he is or if he's a oh, nephew it's, it's a or from, something. No, 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 no. It's his kid from a previous marriage. Right. And, uh, yeah. and Owen's got a, a girlfriend. He's, he's like Anakin's stepbrother now. It's just, it's he just, would, he would be like, the he would be Anakin's, right, to, to Anakin's any kid that Anakin might hypothetical have. Hypothetical children. Right. Um, right. And 
It's just interesting because Joel Edgerton is playing him. And I know Joel Edgerton was not famous then. Yeah. But it's just, it's it, there's different. a suggestion of like, oh, maybe this character would have, pick up some thread later on. Well, the same way the Rose Byrne thing. It's oh, like cool. you That's totally her. why they cast Rose Byrne in that crucial, crucial role. Yeah. As Dorme, yeah. who I have about 20 copies of as a, a Star Trek trading, oh, Star Wars training card. Yeah. App. I should check my. But those two characters, because the two of them have gone on to become two of our finest living actors. Joel Edgerton and Rose Byrne? Yeah. Are, are two of my favorite, most consistent actors working today. Wait, you like Joel Edgerton? What's he been good in recently? You don't like Joel Edgerton? No, I like him fine. I'm trying to think of uh, what I've seen him in. I mean, if we just fucking look at his filmography, uh, I think everything does. Well, A, he's got, he and his brother produce a lot of Australian movies, which um, he has helped write some of. Um, I okay. know they, they did, uh, uh, along with like- David Michaud. Um, yeah. uh, he was one of the main uh, forces behind Animal Kingdom, which I think is a great that is fucking a good movie. movie. I'm just trying to think the of The Rover I... I didn't like very much, but I think he co-wrote Oh, he's that. in Warrior. Warrior he's amazing in. And Warrior... The Rover was okay. I don't like The Rover. I liked him in... Oh, he was in Exodus, which I didn't see as Ramses. That was... A... I heard he was good in that, okay. but the movie's... Garbage. And I liked him in The Great Gatsby, and I liked I him too. for 20 seconds in Zero Dark Thirty, although he doesn't have a big role in Loved that. him both of those. Uh, Warrior's um, the one. Have you seen Warrior? Yeah, Warrior's I great. I love Warrior. Yeah, yeah Warrior's yeah. a good movie. Uh, everyone's good in that. Um, I he's, he's, anyway. I feel like he's still an up and coming. Like I'd love to see him really prove himself. Uh, uh, he's got a directorial got... debut coming out. He did a movie with uh, Rebecca Hall and uh, Jason Bateman that looks really good. Mm. The, is that the box movie? Yeah. What's it called? The, the I think it's called the Gift. The Gift, yeah. which has already been the title of a couple of movies. But I'll let Joel off the the hook for that. That decent Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, very decent. Very decent. Written by Joel Edgerton, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, that's right. I knew yeah. that. I knew that. All right. Anyway, they go to the Lars homestead. Bad news, Anakin. Well, first of all, good news. Your good mom, news. Your mom had a happy life. Yeah, she met for a me. few years. I married her. Yeah, she's not a slave anymore. I'm going to tell you that it was her own will. Yeah. And not that I forced her it to marry me because good. I owned her. Right. And we live on this moisture Here's farm. Here's family. Yeah. She's been living her life. Oh, great. Can I see her? That's the bad oh, news. Oh, darn. You just missed her. She was kidnapped by Tusken Raiders. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Nothing I can do about it. I'm in the old chair. Yeah. No legs. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I got a metal rounded off leg cap. So... Sorry, uh, do we you want to ta- stay for dinner? We or? saw the Tuscan Raiders <laughs> yeah. briefly in Phantom Menace. They take pot shots at the pod racers. They're watching the pod race. Uh, quite scary. Yep. Like mummy types. You know, they're bandaged and they have these weird eye things yeah. and spikes and they make this like, like terrible yeah. noises. Uh, of course, what does they're Anakin do? They're not a pleasant do? people. They're not a pleasant people. They right. seem like a, a problem. Yeah. A, they're, they're an unfortunate element in Tatooinean society. Mm-hmm. So what does Anakin do? Hops on a speeder, gets over there. Speeder bike. Speeder bike. Gets over there, right? right? There's no, he just like, that's the next step. Yeah. And. They, they have a really nice conversation and he's yeah. like seething with anger. Right. About this. Yeah. Right? Padme's trying Understand. to be like, look on the bright side. Right. And I think they're just like, hey, nothing we can do about it. Yeah. It does seem like. like feels sort of despondent. He's like, I loved your mother. I don't know. And it's like, what? No, go fucking it's, find it's her. It's a weird scene. Yeah. It's a weird scene because it's, it, again, like so many scenes in this movie, it's just like, well, that gives Anakin the prompting to do this next thing. Yeah. You know, it's just there to let him do another thing. Every scene in which someone talks to Anakin, their final line could be, and that's the information. Do with it what you will. <laughs> I've laid out the cards on the table. Yeah. So now Anakin, you choose how to respond. Anakin seized by rage. Yeah. Which is not cool for a Jedi. No. But makes sense because his mother has been kidnapped. Yeah. Goes to the Tuscan camp. Yep. Sees his mother bound to like. He's really lucky. There are a lot of huts cross. and he walks into one and she's there. Yes. Yeah, he picks the right one. He, he like cuts it open with his lightsaber, which yeah. almost feels like it's a little it's too. Like where you high could just take your fingers and just play. <laughs> it's like made of paper. It's like a bead door. <laughs> anyway, sees his mother. She looks bad. She looks real bad. Uh, the movie is rated PG, so we're not really told what's been happening, but we can guess. Yeah, you can. It's guess. a bummer. She's like tied up. Yeah, she's been brutalized. She, her face is sort of scratched up, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think they were just uh, hitting her for sport. Yeah, it, it is actually not made clear. Like, what do the Tuscan Raiders want? What do they want? Like, obviously, they need food and stuff. Like, yeah. hence the raiding, right? Right. But like, what are they gonna do with a person? And they well, said that she was like out running errands or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she got kidnapped when she was like out doing something, and they like take her back. It's been a little while. Like, it wasn't like, oh, she got taken yesterday. Right. 
Like, it's been a little while. They just assume she's dead. They get her there. Uh, Tatooine's so, a rough place. Clearly, it's like, ta- Raiders got her. Psh, on it, to wife three. But it wasn't for a oh, wife three. Oh, 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 she likes no legs. Yeah, it wasn't for, like, ransom. Yeah, no. She's just, they're just gonna, they're just, I mean, they are very othered, these people, because they yep. are, it's just, they're just monsters. They're yep. just desert monsters that kidnap women and God knows what. Yeah. Some, for God knows what reason. Some misconduct has perhaps been happening on the edges of this PG movie. And anyway, she dies in Anakin's arms. Happy to see him. She's so happy to see him. It's quite, it's probably the most successful emotional moment in the movie. It's Pinella well August, acted. Once again, she's great. Solid as a rock. Hayden Christensen is fine. I mean, he's doing the kind of angry tears, but he's- He's mostly what, reacting. It's justified. Yeah. And for, then- For once in the movie, his emotional- Overreactions are justified, right? By the, the movie, ridiculous like, overreaction, like plot overreactions of the movie. But yes, so much of the movie, someone's like, "Hey, Anakin, how are you doing?" He's like, "I'm doing terrible, <laughs> bad, <laughs> fuck you." And this one scene, it's like, "Oh, you get why he's this angry yeah, and sad, why absolutely. he's like fucking clenching his teeth and shit." Right. Um. So, uh, it's another example of like, oh, I mean, you got here, like. Just in time to She's say been goodbye. For like months, oh, I think. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna now I want to rewatch it and just yeah. see if there's any details of, um, given on that note. But, we'll but, see. but the point is, he shows up, and she just happens to die two minutes after he shows up. Well, I guess she was holding on, holding right. out hope. She sees him. That gives her the burst of energy for like one last moment with her son, and then then it's all gone. Yeah. Uh, and he then he takes out his lightsaber. He takes out his lightsaber, and it's a nice. Nice bit of uh, directing from Lucas. Comes out, he chops off a head in anger, a Tuscan Raider head, yeah. and the 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 like the the, the, an the, the wipe, like it's a circle wipe. Yeah, goes to his head, like yeah. and then away. Yeah, and we as he later tells uh, Padme, he killed them all. Well, so you're saying this is a nice piece of direction. I'm no, a I mean it's tw- not. I mean I, I just like it's 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 a bit of flair. Yeah, I just like the flair. But you see him step out, and it's like, oh, here are all the Tuscan Raiders. Here are the men. Here are the women with their babies. They got the little sort of like little backpacks. raider babies. Yep. And they and there's some dogs. They're like some Tuscan Raider like yep. dogs. And uh, it, oh oh, it's hunting season. Right? Yeah, and as this is a PG-13 movie, we can't just see PG. Him. I'm sorry, PG movie. Yeah. In a PG-13 movie, he would have taken them all out on screen. Right. It's a PG movie, so he can't just slice all their heads to pieces. Right, and so even the one you see the decapitated, it's more suggested. Like, yeah, you see a Tusker there, there you hear the yeah. sound. Right. Okay, so then it goes to uh, Yoda and Mace Windu. Hard cut to Yoda and Mace Windu. Uh, I guess I forgot about this. Yeah, see, I rewatched parts okay, of this. Okay, go ahead, yeah. This morning. Hard cut, and Yoda's like, ooh. Ooh, something bad. He's got his eyes closed, and he's like, ooh, boy. And Mace is like, hey, what's up? And he goes... Uh, a lot of anger. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, a lot of anger today. He's like, he's like a lot of darkness and out there like, in the Force world. Yeah, and Mace is like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Some some bad's happening with Anakin." And they both just go like, "Okay, well, so where do you you want to get lunch at the usual place?" Like they just totally <laughs> then they move open on. the blinds. Burritos? You want to do burritos? Right, again? right, right. They like acknowledge that he can sense there's a lot of pain and suffering. That's what he said. Pain and suffering. Which, remember, in Phantom Mass, he went, like, fear leads to anger, anger leads, leads to, to hate, 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 hate leads, leads to, to suffering. suffering. Yeah. It's to suffering. Like, that's his big, like, so he's goes, a lot of fear, pain, and suffering right now. And then they just kind of look at each other and go, like, well, what's you gonna do? <sighs> Not keeping any tabs on their chosen one. So Anakin gets back. And he's gets like, back, tells Padme. Futzing around the shop. Like, you know, C-3PO is there. They reconnect. Oh, we forgot C-3PO has uh, silver plates. So. Yeah. He, he's sort of, he looks cool, actually. He's all sort of dusty and uh, Yeah, he's no longer open wires. Yeah. So I guess Shmi kept him, and then they used him on the farm. Yeah. And then the, someone someone bought coding for him. He looks he looks like a rustier version. Uh, once TC-14. again, you're just like, why is C-3PO in this movie? I don't understand. He didn't this. like that character in the first movie. He left uh, no impression. I actually think he. I actually love the sequence with him later, but we'll get to that. later. Yeah, well, we'll get. To I that actually later. really enjoy that. Yeah, um, even though it's completely unjustified. Yeah, no, but I love yeah. it. Uh, it's unjustified why he even why came he's with involved, them. right? Yeah. <laughs> but but nonetheless, it's a classic it's Jar Jar in Mos Espa. But it's yeah. much better than Jar Jar. Yes. It's much more comically successful. But it's another example of like why would these yeah, why characters would you bring, bring that character? Bring he's a right. protocol droid. He lives on a moisture farm. Right. Anyway. Uh, so he's there he like tinkering Padme. around like look in the shop, right? Um, that's a great question. Did did Click Lars have to buy C-3PO separately? 
I don't know. Maybe Wada was like, hey, take the was droid. Was it two for one or when, like, um, Shmi was getting married and they were equaled out? He was like, I need a slave now. And she's like, I do have a half-finished robot my nine-year-old think, made. Well, this is a good question. I think it technically belongs to her because Anakin built it for her. I don't know the rules of yeah. slavery. Anna. Yeah, we, we got to brush up on the rules of slavery. So, okay, so he's there and he's like fucking tinkering around in the shop. And Padme's like, what's up? And he, he's given his real, this is Hayden Christensen's quote-unquote Oscar scene. Right. This is his like emotional breakdown scene. It's probably his worst scene in the movie. Uh, it's terrible. He says, they're animals and I slaughter them like animals. I killed them. All of them. Not just the men, but the women the and women children too. And the children, he, he doesn't yeah. do it in the natural way that you're yeah. doing it right now. Right. He, he like really hammers home every yeah. moment of it. Right. And so the idea is it massacred. And, of course, Padme uses this, takes this as a moment to, like, fall more in love with him or something. But we'll get to that next week. Now. And that's it. That's basically it. Well, then after that, he's just sort of normal. Yeah, he goes back to kind of Jedi. Again, a bit of a hothead. And we'll talk about the climax of the film where he kind of rushes at Dooku too soon, you know, makes some sort of hothead decisions. But that's it. Now. That's just like, it's like another seed being planted for some future, like, plot line. Like Anakin struggles with his anger, and it's to do with his like twisted childhood. Well, let's let's unpack this, you know, a, a little more fully, okay? So like the Dooku stuff that comes later, like his anger at later points, it's it's preservation. It's like self preservation. He's trying to survive. He's in like do or die battles. But it's it's also it feels just more along the lines of the first scene, the speeder chase, where it's like Obi Wan's like be careful, yeah. you know, caution, and Anakin's like I'm going to take him now, you know, yeah. right? More classic. Anyone would have these teenage hothead moments, right? Um, not, oh, my parent, my mother was raped by Tusken Raiders for months at a Tusken Raider camp. Right, and I flipped out and killed and them And I all. Cl- literally killed everyone in a blind white rage. So let's break down the actual nature of this attack, right? Go ahead. Uh, some, I-, I know as Jedis they are trained not to retaliate or seek revenge or things like yeah, that. Yeah, nothing emotional. Don't use your powers with like an emotional bent, right? Isn't that the idea? Kind of try to keep that out of it. Yeah, but these dudes or have been, use positive emotions. Sure. Yeah. Right. These dudes have been. It is pretty much implied by the film raping his mother, tied up in a hut for months. Right. Yeah. So if Jedi's are defenders of the peace, sure. Why not? Some action needs to be taken. But I feel like I'm not saying it's proportionate. Yeah, but you see, I think it's. I'm like, not saying it's proportionate. No, no, no. But I'm saying like I think it's like the prime directive in Star Trek. It's like just because Tatooine has this problem with all these Tusken Raiders yeah. doesn't mean the Jedi are allowed to just come and exterminate them. Well, it's a little bit of an Elliot Rogers thing. <laughs> well, it, but they, as they, they he like wipes out the entire race because he yeah. like is angry about. We don't know how many of them were involved. Right, the women, the children. I, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a shocking moment. Like, oh my god, I didn't know Anakin had it in. It. Well, the film doesn't really know either. Right, this is my point. Yeah, he's such a little shit that we just go. I don't care what he fucking. Did. He could do anything. I don't care. Yeah, and then the fact that we don't have to see it on screen. That we don't have to live with like the brutality of it visually. Yeah. Doesn't really let it land as like a horrific act. Right. And the way he describes it to Padme is so like fucking like whiny. Yeah. That we're just like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not for killing anybody. No, it's a. Yeah. I, but, uh, but it also is like, we know these guys did something shitty. Yeah, but he killed all the women in the children. <laughs> it's not good yeah, news. It's not good he news. He probably should have been like, you know, killed whoever was guarding her. And then, like, recovered her body and been like, who did this? And dealt with the leader or We whatever. need to see a scene like that. Because if the point in the scene is But then the scene, scene would just a- be like, someone going, ar, ar, ar. Like, I don't think it would be very one-sided dialogue. If the point of this scene, of this plot thread in the movie, is to make us scared and be like, oh my god, what's what's happening to Anakin? Mm. We need to see something. Like, if the one person decapitated was a woman. Sure. And a, or a child or something like that. Like... What we see is like he decapitates the one yeah, you're guy saying who's like coming it's almost not transgressive enough in one way. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. we're supposed to be like shocked by this development. I'm a little shocked by it. I think I'm more shocked by it than you are. I think it's shocking that he does this. I don't think it's justifiable. I think it's shocking in in the abstract. I think the way the film presents it is not shocking. Where you have right. to step back and go like, oh, I guess that is terrible. I think the other problem is that it's just the film going like, see? See? We told Make you. Make sure you remember this, that he did this thing. Evidence. It's like a fourteen-year-old writing a history paper and like, like ham-fistedly inserting a quote that's like, and that justifies the evidence. I, you know, like it's it's right. too obvious. But this is my question for you: 
what the fuck is George getting at? What is yeah. he? What is he trying to do here? I think it's like there's a tension between the light and the dark side that Yoda talked about in the first movie, and here it is. Could he turn evil? Right? You think that's where it's going? I mean, that's what the first movie speech is about. Hey, if fear turns to anger, anger turns to hate. You know, that's the path to the dark side. But he doesn't feel like a bad guy. He feels like a seventeen-year-old who had like. Well, this is where the movie like completely flops. Like, there's nothing scary about him, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He just feels really emotionally unbalanced. Right. Like, my, my friend... Uh, His emotions could be played. We know Darth Sidious is out there. Yeah. We know he's looking for a new Darth Maul. Yeah. There's... I guess he's got Count Dooku now. We'll get to that. Yeah. But Count Dooku's a little long in the tooth. Yes. R.I.P. Christopher Lee. Oh, God, the great Christopher Lee. Well, he's so good. Best performance in the movie by a, a million, million miles. He and his long teeth. Yeah. Um... My friend Scott is is a, uh, a high school guidance counselor therapist. Great. And he always says that uh, being a teenager should be uh, legally admissible in court as a defense for insanity. Sure. And I'm not saying like, eh, he's a teenager. Who cares if he kills someone? No, I don't care if he kills them, really. Well, because we don't know we who don't they know are who as they characters are. at all. Right. There's exactly. no emotional it's, like, it's, investment. It's, it's, in yeah, it's a and total And we don't have to see device. the death so it doesn't feel horrifying. Right. And the way he describes it is so childish. And the performance is so bad that it doesn't register. Like, our dominant just, thought is this guy sucks. <laughs> not like that's a horrible Why thing. Why does she even like him? It takes a couple <laughs> scenes to go, like, oh, wait, he murdered a bunch children, of like, children. Children. Yeah, you kill the whole children. Thing you're going, like, that's a bad line. He reading. abused his Jedi powers. I guess it's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. But it's like, maybe he shouldn't have been left out in his own. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses. Yeah, yeah no. For him. I'm not trying. Maybe he was raised poorly. Like, I don't know. If the point is that we're supposed to sense that, like, oh, he had this dormant evil in him the whole time, sure. I don't think it comes off as that. I no. think it comes off as, like, he wasn't Angst. raised properly. I think it's more... He reacted poorly in a situation. He abused his power. Yeah. I don't think it's dormant evil. I think it's more that he is vulnerable to being played on a little more than the, the classic, you know, monk-like uh, balanced Jedi. It's just, here's someone who's very tricky. Tricky case. This is a movie that is essentially for children, no? Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of for all ages. Anakin is the lead character. Yeah. Like, Phantom Menace, we'd argue no, a lot Anakin's about how there is no lead character. Anakin's, Anakin's the, lead the lead character. Yeah, He's supposed true. to be the audience surrogate. Like, he is I the, guess so. He's he is definitely the guy the in this movie. Yeah. yeah, because, like, Padme only exists no, no, to no. service his There's plot. There's not an argument. And Obi-Wan's a subplot. Yeah. The mystery is a subplot, right? Oh, absolutely. Anakin is the lead character in this film. The lead character. What is George trying to do by going like, hey, kids, remember that kid you liked in the last movie? Now he's a really unpleasant teenager. Oh, and now he kills people. But at the end of the movie, he gets the girl and saves the day. Loses an arm, though. Yeah, wait, okay. Spoils of war. What fucking narrative is this he's telling? Again, it's it's the same problem Phantom Menace has, and it's something we're going to have to investigate when we listen to the commentary. It is planting seeds for something in the future that never came to fruition. It is absolutely each, up to that. Each movie has to be its own movie. It has to make sense with the fucking movie. If you think each movie has to be its own movie, then Attack of the Clones is a failure. It's a failure. As, a as its own movie. As it's as a sequel, that it's That was our weird. dominant question. Is it a good sequel? As a sequel, it's not a total failure. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. But as its own movie, no good. Like, you couldn't watch this and, and really pick up what the fuck is going on. You would need to watch The Phantom Menace to get who the Jedi are and who Padme is. But if that. our question is, is it a good sequel, this is directly furthering all the foreshadowing. Yep. The, the, Badly, the but it's doing it. For the Anakin character in the first movie. I don't know why that didn't make sense to me in the first movie. I don't know why that's the thing they decided to follow up on. Right, but, but no, it, you're it right. It is sequelizing that They laid some before. groundwork for this, yeah. and now they're following up on it poorly. Right. But I think, yeah, each movie, if you're making a, let me just talk in the abstract here. If you're making a movie, each movie should be a complete story. Yeah. And then if you get a chance to make another one, you go, okay, here's the next story that happens here. Yeah. You can't just go like, you can't just go like, oh, I'm trying to get to this end point. So each movie, I'm only going to tell one tenth of the story. The problem is you can't just want to get to something. Right. It's, I don't even mind a serialized narrative in a sequel. Like, you know, I don't mind if it doesn't completely stand alone, but there needs to be something interesting happening that's not just, 17-year-old has series of temper tantrums. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, next week, though. Gonna talk about that romance. How you feeling, Ben? Um, I, I want to hit rewind and do it all over again. Well. Uh, the movie? You want to rewatch it? Is yeah, that what you're saying? No, the podcast recording. Really? Yeah. Do you that's feel how that good that was. Oh, you're saying you want to oh, listen back oh, to it oh. right now. Yeah, I want to do it again. I thought you were saying you wanted to re-record. 
Yeah, oh. I thought you were saying it was so fucking terrible. Yeah. No, it was so great. It's like I want to experience it again. Mr. Positive over here. Uh, thank positive, you, Ben. Positive. You're, uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, it was a delight seeing you this week as it is every week. Yeah. It's always fun. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so next week, but no, next week, the romance. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a guest. Perhaps the film's greatest failing. The romance. Oh, God, there's so many failings. Probably. Yeah. I would say this is the film's greatest failing that we talked about this week, but it's very tied to the next thing we're talking about. Yeah. Anakin is the film's greatest failing. Yeah, but next week. And close second is the visual effects are yeah. the film's second greatest failing. Uh, next week is uh, a, a good friend of ours. Rachel. Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> We're going to keep up this bit that it's Rachel Dolezal until, until next, next week. week. But anyway, um, I guess I didn't know that Rachel is an actual fan of the romance. Well, she sent us an email that was it like... Was, it was intense. Guys, I don't know what your plan is, but if you're doing an episode of the romance, please let me appear right. on. And she explained to us that she'd done like fan art and like music videos. Yep. Like all these... Like she was very invested in this romance at the time the movie came out. Right. So this romance, to- I don't know if she still stands by it, but at the time, totally worked for her. I Just as a preview, I will talk about, uh, I used to read Empire Magazine, which is a British film magazine mm-hmm. that I was obsessed with. It's a very good magazine. Yeah. And they notoriously gave this film five stars, their highest rating. Perfect rate. <laughs> it's um, a perfect They movie. gave Phantom Four, which is bad enough. They gave this five and yeah. predicted that it would be the most financially successful film ever made, beating Titanic, which is the current record holder, because... In their eyes, it was Star Wars plus romance for the girls. Right. If Phantom Mass did that well, why wouldn't the sequel this do as well? This has romance for the girls. Yeah. And so, like, obviously it was the most wrong-headed prediction ever made because the romance is a failure. But there must have been some girls of a certain age, a young, you know, younger, like, sort of our age, 12, 13, at the time it came out. Yeah. Who were actually invested in this romance. Like our guest next week on Can't the wait to talk about it. Yeah. Guess what I was? Not invested. Me neither. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Probably I'm- the worst age for our age like you know worst age when you're 12 or 13 a yeah. romance bleh. but it does feel like they were trying to replicate the Titanic formula which is like some crazy romance. shit happening with the boys tragic mm. romance in front of it but the Titan- there's no formula to Titanic that no. movie's a special 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 thing yeah Titanic works against all oh, logic so it's so good alright anyway okay look forward to that next week uh, thank you all for listening uh, keep on doing so and And, as always, Anakin's a little shit. (laughs) Let me try that again. I want a better, I want a better end all, as always.